So welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Life podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by Shax. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be back, Jace. We're doing it online with you. Just scan you around my kitchen, mate. I can do an MTV Cribs if you want to take you around. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. I think people on YouTube will enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not sure they will. See where their membership fee's going. <laughs> so before we get into how well you're doing during this lockdown, let's um, let's start with a few warm-up questions. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, Nice, nice, nice and easy ones today, Shax. I try and do better than I did last time. I let myself down last time. Okay, well, there's only a couple here today, and, and they're, they're pretty easy. All right. Pretty, pretty mild. It's late in the evening. Yeah, you caught, caught me off guard, mate. I'm going to be winding down watching like Kid and Eve or something now. Well, I um, haven't yet managed to do my 100 burpees today. Have you not? Have you got <laughs> they are going to be post-podcast burpees. Maybe um, you should do them during the podcast. Ask questions doing your burpees. Stay there, away yeah? There is no space here. You know that. First question comes from Lydia. Okay, Lids, oh no. It's an easy one. It's a multiple choice, really. Strength or endurance? Oh, it depends. Uh, I guess, what would you rather be known for? Oh, well, I'm definitely never going to be known for strength, so it would have to be endurance. Endurance was always my gig. I was always, I was always, I'd always say I was a mountain goat over a leopard, so um, yeah. I, I would rather be known for strength, but unfortunately I'm known for endurance. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess if you, well, yeah, she didn't specify whether it's dream or well, reality. Yeah. So <laughs> There's my answer. Mountain leopard. There we go. We'll have that. <laughs> so next question. Oh, this is going to be interesting. This I'm sure was sent. It wasn't sent in specifically for you. Right. But it was clearly sent in specifically for you. Right. You so it asks, apart from golf or football, <laughs> right. what professional sport would you like to do full time? That was from Tim. Uh, that's a very good question. Do you know what? I actually, I actually loved rugby at school, and I actually think I would have been better at rugby than I was at football, because um, I think I just the, the aggression took over playing, playing football, so I tended to get booked and sent off a lot. So um, I think I should better. You've been allowed to channel that aggression into yeah, rugby. That's what you're thinking. I'd actually been better at rugby because um, yeah, I could have just channeled it a bit better. I mean, obviously I was quite small, so I got beaten up a lot, but. Yeah, I, th- I think rugby. If I was to choose one, yeah, it'd have to be rugby. Yeah, I was expected to like a pro wrestler or something. There we go. <laughs> I, although I did used to love WWE, so that that did actually be quite cool. Yeah, I've, I've had a fair few um, mates being put through tables. I can show you that. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got you've got all this free time during lockdown. You can come up with a gimmick. You can <laughs> practice. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was my boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got him. he's got a podcast. If you want to go and listen really? to that. Yeah, who hasn't? Right, Final warm-up question then comes from Claire Wolfert. Uh, this is an interesting one. She's asked, best unexpected slash pleasant surprise that you have found during lockdown? That's a great question. I wish you'd have asked me that before we started so I could prepare an answer. Best surprise? Um, probably how much I'm actually enjoying training. I haven't enjoyed training for a fair few years now. It's just kind of just something I've always just done just in the day. Uh, but I've actually really enjoyed training in lockdown. And I think... It's because I know I can just go into my little garage, get it done in like 45 minutes and get out. Whereas I think I kind of procrastinate and faff around at the gym. So um, I'd say that's kind of my biggest um, achievement. Is that the wrong, wrong word? I can't remember how she phrased it. but I believe she said unexpected pleasant surprise. There you go. Unexpected pleasant surprise. Actually, I've, really, I've actually really started enjoying training again. So I hope that kind of continues when we open the gym. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll feel that from you when the gym reopens. You'll come in, you'll be like Mr. Motivator, really geeing everyone up. So excited to be back in the gym. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, what happened to Shax? <laughs> yeah, he's bumped. <laughs> well, let's see. That's a good question, though. That was a good, you know, Claire. Answer by the time we finish the podcast. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll somehow seamlessly edit that back in later. <laughs> yeah. So the, the kind of topic that we were thinking to talk about is obviously, you know, last time you were on, we were talking about the programming and what the goals were for this new new way of programming. We had this grand scheme and big plan and... Mm-hmm. Uh, we were looking forward to the the ab mump ready for the beach and yeah. that's not happening anymore i hate to hate to break it to everyone that's not happening yeah if you didn't know we have to shut the gym <laughs> so i guess you know now we're speaking with ollie last week we were talking about that we we have a lot coming out still even though we're not in the gym we've got the zoom classes and we've got multiple different types of home workouts kind of depending on what kit you've got so i really just wanted to have your opinion on or not so much your opinion but what is behind the workout kind of what was your what's your plan you know there you had a a clear vision for how you wanted the programming to go over the next months slash years what's the new plan okay so so do you want me to talk around the the home workouts disregarding like the band dumbbell yeah let's start there and then i'm sure we'll (laughs) yeah so yeah, obviously, when we were, obviously a lot of this we we briefly spoke about on the gym Q and A on Sunday night. So apologies for anyone that listens to that and feels like I'm repeating myself. Um, but we had we had like you said quite a big plan in place, sort of a six month what we call like macro cycle from January through to June, where we had like progressions in the gym. Um, obviously, having to close the gym and that now a lot of people only having body weight workouts to do, that kind of got thrown aside, you could say, and. In all honesty, we, if, if we weren't before focused on fitness to health, it's even more so now. But I'd say in the gym, there was definitely some performance gains in there. We were trying to get people to improve you know, back squat numbers, deadlift numbers, etc. You know, bringing uh, their scores down on some of their um, benchmark workouts. Whereas I'd say now we've gone even further along the health line of just trying to get people just moving, feeling good about themselves, enjoying their workouts and dipping into their workout, coming back out of it, and then going about the rest of their day. So in all honesty, there's no grand plan. There's no like big progression over this lockdown, mainly because I don't know how long the lockdown's going to last for. I mean, I could lay out a three-month progression, and we could be told we can open the gym in two months. I mean, I don't expect that to happen. But So it really is just kind of on a week-by-week basis at the minute. I'm just trying to make sure that we cover all basis in terms of we're getting some single-leg patterns in there, core patterns, uh, hinging, pushing, pulling. Um, and just trying to make it the most balanced program we can, factoring that people are probably going to be training more now than when they did when they're at the gym. So yeah, it's mainly down a health route. There's, I, I understand there's going to be people that get anxieties around performance, and if their numbers are dropping, they're getting less fit. I mean, I mean that ultimately that's something they've got to deal with and adapt to. If you're just doing this to just try and be healthy, then just come in, have some fun, do the workouts, and go and enjoy your day with your kids, doing homework. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, it's so much fun. I suppose last time we we spoke about that, um, knowing your why. Why do you train? Yep. You know, what's your what's your goal? Do you think there is a need then for people to maybe reassess what their goal, goals are at the moment? Because obviously everything has changed. Like the the world has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a sort of <laughs> overstatement, is it? No, not at all. Far from it. Do you think then we all need to maybe? You know, I suppose we kind of feel like, oh, the gym is my one uh, constant. Does that make sense? So at least I'm still getting my workouts in and I'm still doing the gym. And then that, yeah, it's changed. I'm doing it at home and over Zoom and, and you know, I don't have the same kit. But but it's it's not changed. You know, I still get to do my workout. Yeah. But maybe we do need to sit back and go, well, hold on. You know, what 
what's the purpose? Why am I training now compared to why was I training two months ago? I mean, I've got no right to sit and tell anyone what they should be prioritizing and how they should be thinking about their training. I guess I just want to stir a conversation in their own head for them to kind of, yeah, have a discussion with themselves and be like, actually, is my, is my back squat number that important right now? Does it really matter if it drops off 10 kilos? And like I said, it's, it's not for me to say, I'm not going to judge anyone because, you know, someone's, you know, everyone's goals are different and everyone views the world differently. But I know from what I'm like in this situation, I, I think I can only relate it to myself. If this was me 10 years ago in the middle of being competitive in CrossFit, I would have definitely been getting some anxiety around like, oh my God, like I'm seeing so-and-so doing this and I haven't got access to this. And, you know, you start comparing yourself to other people. And I think that's where a lot of people's anxieties come around with their, their performance. Whereas when I'm, now I'm out of that world and I, don't, I couldn't actually care less what anyone else does, what they're lifting, and I just care about me and my own physical and mental health. It's, it, like I said, this small six, eight week, nine week window, whatever it is, it, I know it's just a snapshot in 30, 40, 50 years of training. So that's how I tend to deal with it. I don't, I don't get stressed about it. It just is what it is. Um, but, that, but that's just me. And I, I think a lot of people just need to, like I said, they need to assess their why. Why are they training? And with, with the stress that we've got going on in the world now with financial and social stress, I mean, just before the podcast, we you know we're talking about our jobs and getting paid. And, you know, when you've got, you got to think these stresses are like doing workouts all day, every day. Your body is flooded with adrenaline and cortisol. Your adrenal glands are just pumping out adrenaline all day long because you have this low level anxiety and stress. So driving more stress to an already stressed system through super hard workouts, super long workouts, is just going to make you sicker in the long run. And it's just understanding that and actually thinking more isn't better. And actually, you know, people's stress buckets are pretty full at the minute. And, you know, you should be trying to work some energy into your body as opposed to working energy out of it, I guess would be my, my advice on that. Yeah. So you've mentioned a couple of things that I'd like to circle back to because so one of the things was we, as you mentioned, we had a and a last week mm-hmm. in there. I think one of the questions was with regards to kind of like, can we get some longer workouts? The workouts are quite short. And when we, when we spoke on the last time you were on the podcast, we were talking about the stresses you face every day and how, yes, a workout is a different type of stress, but it's stress on stress. So depending on how stressful your life is, that can affect your performance in the gym and you you know you want to be careful not to heap stress on top of stress and everyone is stressed now like you you, even if you don't realize you're stressed you you must be stressed because the just the way life is at the moment so that that then leads into is that if how how the word is that then factored in to the way you've been programming these workouts saying the reason they are shorter the reason they are uh, not you know driving you into the ground is because whether you realize it or not you're under stress and and you don't want to be a a contributing factor to more stress in somebody's life yeah yeah no that's a a really good question jace and and to be honest you it's more it's more intent it's it's more about how you how you do movements and how how do i word this because you 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 could take the assault bike for example you know it's this no you could go on the assault bike and hit 30 second sprints flat out rest a minute do that 20 times and that could stress your system to the max i could go onto the assault bike and do a 20 minute low level spin and feel great when i get off of it it's we've used the same modality but how we've used it is completely different so someone doing jumping lunges person a doing jumping lunges as an example and person b doing jumping lunges the 
the stress on their system could be completely different. So, you know, I, I can put exercises up and I can format them in certain ways, whether it be AMRAPs, EMOMs, and how someone's system may feel off that is completely different to how person B's might, if that makes sense. So it always is, it just, it, I always say this, it depends. And, and it's more the intent you go through the exercises with. Um, obviously, a lot of the body weight exercises, you're going to be hitting muscular fatigue probably before your heart rate gives out anyway. So naturally, you're going to have to stop. You won't be able to get your heart rate as high. We haven't got things like rowers and assault bikes and the luxury of doing loads of runs and things like that, which will obviously get your heart rate up really high and stress the nervous system. So it is kind of self-limiting um, in that sense in terms of what we can actually do. I don't know if I made sense there. Kind of... Yeah, yeah, no, it, it does. So I suppose my, my sort of follow-up to this in, in a, maybe a, a concern I could have for someone else, it's definitely not my problem, but I, I worry, I don't know if worry is the right word, but I think because we've got more time at home uh, and yeah. we enjoy training and, and we view training as a, you know, again, we said this on the last podcast, as like, my, this is my stress relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're going for a really stressful time. And if you're at home a lot more than you were before, and whether or not you're working from home, you're still you're still not going out and doing other things that you would normally do uh, yeah. that you'd fit around your training. So people have a lot more time to train. Yeah. Now, admittedly, people have less equipment, so that that's going to limit them to a degree. But is there a danger that people are going to just start overtraining because they've got so much extra time, and because we view it as well, this is my stress relief i'm really stressed if you know if i'm at home all i'm thinking about is being at home and and that i can't do this and i can't do that let me go for a run let me go do a workout let me you know go through the back catalog and find a an old bodyweight wad that i can do yeah is that a danger you think that you're seeing maybe crop up that people might start overtraining 100 that that is definitely a concern and, and I'll be honest, if someone feels like they need to do a double workout day and they've done, I don't know, say the Zoom class at 10 o'clock in the morning or 10.30 in the morning, and they feel like they need to do something later on at four or five o'clock, my advice would be, we'll go for a long walk, hour, hour and a half, or like a, a fast or a slow paced jog, something like that. Something that's going to actually work some energy into your body and leave you actually feeling invigorated and great at the end of it, rather than leaving your joints feel more beat up and um, sore. Because ultimately, I mean... I'm guessing here, 90% of the people that come into our gym are probably there to lose body fat of some sort. And if you want to lose body fat, you know, you, you need to see the sun, you need some vitamin D, and you need to create a low stress organism. And if you have high stress and you have cortisol flowing through your body all the time, your body will just not release that. It just won't. So you have to kind of dampen down your stress levels with eight hours of sleep, drinking enough water, eating the right food. I mean, there's, there's a whole cocktail of things that go into it. And the thing that people normally neglect is low stress. And they think, well, if I just train harder and I do more, I'll lose body fat and I'll look how I want. And, it, and it's so far from the truth. And I say, we, we've kind of we've, um, pigeonholed this to people losing fat. Well, I have. But that's because I think it's probably the majority of our, of our members. So if that is your goal, then like I said, you're not going to necessarily benefit from doing more. You might benefit from going to bed an hour earlier and waking up a little bit earlier, you know, going to bed at 10 instead of 12. Um, we always say the hours you bank before midnight are worth double. So if you can get to bed at 10 o'clock, in theory, it's not four hours, but you can count that as four hours before 12. As soon as you start going to bed after 12 o'clock or even 11 o'clock, you're really starting to mess up your circadian rhythm. And that's going to really have a, a detrimental effect on, uh, effect on how much fat you can lose. So yeah, that, that would be my advice is don't think more is better. 
I bang this drum all the time, better is better. You know, you shouldn't be waking up every day completely sore and beat up like, and, not, and not feel like you can train. Um, yeah, again, I hope I've answered your question now. Yeah, definitely, because I think, so I, I can, like, you can only talk for yourself and, and what you see, and I can only you know, obviously speak for, for myself. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, work before when I'm working, uh, you know, actually, there's a question I was, was going to ask at the Q&A, but Ed pretty much summed it up to a degree with, you know, how active he is while working before compared to now. But I would know when I was working, you know, if, if I had like the, the step kind of tracker, I, I usually I would have hit 10,000 steps by eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. So by the end of the day, I was, you know, high 20s, sort of 20,000, 30,000 steps. And then I'd go to the gym. Mm-hmm. so but that those all those steps was just dropped while i was working so as you say kind of a low stress just constant movement and no, big, no, big, no, no. Yep. yeah um and now i'm not doing that and even if i go for a walk i it's not you know i'm not gonna well i could try and do a 10-hour walk and see what what happens but mm-hmm. it's not the same as i'm not i'm not out i'm not moving as much so i am i am noticing that yeah i'm definitely even though i'm still as much as possible getting my workout in yeah it's not the same it's just not so you know it's it's i suppose the other things that you've got to try and balance well how much are you eating because that's the problem you're not training as much and you're at home where all the food is yes yeah that, that's kind of the, that, that's the double-edged sword isn't it is it's so easy just to to pick because a lot of the time if you're working and you're out all day you haven't actually got the opportunity to reach into the fridge and I, and I think now we're starting, like you said, I'm sat here and the fridge is three foot behind me. Like it's so easy for me just to open that in a minute and just have a look, see what's in there. And it's, you've only got so much willpower in the day, haven't you? And you can kind of walk past the, uh, the cookies on the side so often. And then by the time it gets like eight, nine o'clock, you're like, I've said no to that 14 times today. I'm done. I'm having it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, not to patronize adults here, but the easiest thing to do is just not have it in the house. Just don't buy it. <laughs> That's, I mean, I say that. <laughs> I tell my I tell myself that all the time. If you've got kids, it's hard because you've got to have the treats and stuff in the house. Do you though? Well, yes. I was about to say, <laughs> well, yeah. It depends how kind of militant you are in your household, Jason. Clearly, I'm not. <laughs> and, and therein lies the big problem. <laughs> so I, I think you know, just kind of recapping what we said, it, it it does seem that maybe we need to readjust our goals a little bit, embrace perhaps the you know, the, like even I've seen a few memes and stuff around of like when you know because of the lockdown and you're waking up and your joints aren't aching and you're not, you know, you're not in pain and you realize, Oh, I've not been to the, to the box for four weeks. So it, it's true, isn't it? That we do, we push a lot all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and like having that healthy competition is, is good, but it's just, I, I think, I think you need to have weekly conversations with yourself of why the hell am I doing this? And I know we're kind of recapping what we probably said in the last podcast, if you keep checking in with yourself and you keep asking yourself why, I think it'll make you make better decisions in and out of the gym. Um, you know, because if, if you're one of these people and you're like, why am I, why am I here? And it is literally just to look good on a beach, you know, feel comfortable in your own skin, be able to play with your kids, go into the park and kick a football around with your five-year-old. And then you're faced with a decision of going for a one rep max back squat, where the one rep, the rep before, I mean, you felt like your spine was going to fall out. And you're about to get under the bar and you're thinking, do I need to do this? Do I need to risk a massive injury here? Like when you keep checking in with yourself and asking why, it, it kind of, it takes the decision out for you. Like, well, no, this isn't needed. If you're a CrossFit Games athlete and you chase the numbers, I say CrossFit Games athlete, let's just say competitive athlete, then there's different. You know, you're, you're, you don't really, you've got no regard for your body. You don't really care. 
you need numbers. You need to hit them. You know what everyone else is doing. You know what the standards are. Standards are. So yeah, you get under the bar and you risk it. That's just that's sport. But if you're not in the sport and you are just doing this to be healthy, keep checking in. Why? Why am I doing this? Just keep asking yourself that. And if you can be honest with yourself, like I said, it kind of it takes away a lot of decisions for you. I'm also thinking that you know it's it's really not the time to risk an injury as well <laughs> because what where are you going if you do injure yourself? Well, yeah, exactly that. And yeah. uh, you know, I think there's nothing worse than being like locked down and stuck in your house, apart from maybe being locked down, stuck in your house with a broken leg or well, something like that. You imagine. And, I, and the thing is, it's, it's worth pointing out. There's a few people asking on the po- on the not the podcast on the Q and A the other day that were quite worried about losing strength. And, and my question to them would be, again, if you're doing this for health, how strong do you need to be, like to get through life now? Like, how how strong do you actually need to be? I mean, you can go through life if you really want to without picking up anything heavier than about a kilo, in all honesty. So as long as, long as you haven't, you know, as long as you've got some level of strength, like you doing air squats and push-ups, you're going to be strong enough. You, know I mean? you don't need to be any stronger than that. So it's only when you, obviously everyone wants to lift heavy for bone density. I get that. I'm kind of being a bit um, flippant with what I'm saying here, kind of taking it to the nth degree, the extreme, but you kind of get where I'm going with it is that you don't got to worry about losing strength. Like I said, it's not like you're going to suddenly walk out your back door and not be able to get through life. Like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Gravity just hits you. It's yeah. just too much. Yeah, you can't, you can't hold your body weight up anymore. Like, everything's going to be fine. Like, it honestly isn't that bad. Now flipping it onto the other side a little bit. So obviously some people do have a bit of kit at home, mm-hmm. um, which to me raises a few other kind of questions and in that regard is if we do have the equipment, and therefore the ability to be, you know, following maybe the similar programming to what we were doing before. Yep. Is that, is that still a good idea? Is it a good idea to be doing that now if we can, just because we can, or should we even then be thinking, you know, maybe I, instead of going hundred percent, I need to go 90, 80% just because of the situation. Or do you think, you know, if you can go, go hard, go hard. If you've got the, the means to. Yeah, I guess, I guess, kind of taking another step back out of that my, my advice would be if you're going to, if you're going to do something follow a program and follow just that the, the worst thing you can do is dip in and out of five or six different programs which was one of my concerns of, you know opening up the dumbbell kettlebell band workouts um was that people were just going to start just flittering and doing you know band workout one day then a dumbbell one then a kettlebell one and then a lot of the movement patterns being very similar you're better off just doing kind of one or the other but yeah you're, you're better off following a program as opposed to yeah, just flittering in and out. And as long as long as you're consistent with it, you listen to how you're feeling. You're going to get better results than if you follow a perfect program inconsistently. Yeah, going back six months and looking at some of the gym programming and maybe following through that, um, looking at you know other gym workouts. I mean, I, I, what I wouldn't do is just be random ones that you just find on Instagram or Pinterest. I'm like, oh, that looks a cool workout. Do one of them on Monday. Go to another site on Tuesday. Pick one of those. I, I wouldn't advise doing that. I'd, I'd look at doing something that's, um, that's periodized, it's programmed out, it's well thought out, as opposed to just to completely random. And listen to how you feel. Like, you know, we touched on it the other day. We touched on it in the last podcast. I, I do get frustrated with the way the world's going and relying on apps to tell us how we're feeling. It's one of my big bugbears is that people will get up, they'll look at a watch or look at an app and they're like, oh, my app's telling me I'm feeling great today. Well, are you feeling great? Like, can you really rely on that app? Like, people have stopped listening to themselves and rely on this technology to tell them how they're feeling. And they've kind of lost that mind-body connection. But they're like, oh, my absolutely, I've got like 15% recovery rate. I should be fine. 
yeah, that would be what I'd say. Start actually getting in tune with your body a little bit more um, as opposed to what your app or your heart rate watcher said. And I suppose that's, you know, this is a good time to do those kind of things. You, you've got this opportunity now where you're anyway are at home. You can perhaps listen more. You know, you don't have the same distractions that you might have every other day before this. So exactly. take advantage. You know, we're talking about people learning new skills, doing new things during this period. Mm-hmm. Maybe listening to your body could be a new skill that you oh, th- that you develop. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you could just sit and just, you know, it's something that I'm mindful of because I, I, I've got, I've got the attention span of a gnat, honestly. Like I need to be, my brain needs to be stimulated all the time. Like you're lucky I'm not just sat here looking at my phone every two minutes. Like it's right next to me here, but I'm bad for it. So like just ha- making a conscious effort just to sit down and take like 10 big deep breaths and not be anywhere near any technology. Like I find that really hard, which is mad, eh? So like, I'm not preaching here from like saying that I'm like, you know, I've got this all figured out. I haven't, like I've got a lot to learn as well. So yeah, just having a bit more mindfulness and just, yeah, sounds a bit kind of tree huggery, but just being a bit more at one with yourself, away from stuff. Like I say, going on long walks without your phone can be can be so beneficial for you like mentally more than anything. So I, I suppose if you, you know, just going back to what you're saying about dipping in and out of of programming, um, will do are the, I, sh- I probably should just look at them and and answer this question myself. But the like the Zoom workouts that we've been putting out, the home workouts are they following a similar pattern to how the workouts were structured within the gym? No, no, nothing like the, the, the only structure we really have with the zoom workouts for me, completely honest is making sure there is a balance of movement patterns touching it at the start. So, I mean, I'm looking at it now. So at the top of at the top of each day, I will write what movement patterns we've hit that day, whether it be a hinge pattern. So hinge could be a kettlebell swing. It could be a deadlift. You get the idea, yeah. a push or a pull. And then I'll just make sure that the next day complements that day. And then throughout the week, when I do an overview, I'm like, we've got a good balance of movement patterns here. You know, single leg, we might do a couple of times. Once it might be a lunge, once it might be a step up, as an example. And I'm just trying to make sure we're getting that good balance across there. It's not, it's not perfect. But then what is a perfect program? Now, this program is just, in my mind, just trying to give people a little bit of fun, a bit of sanity, uh, an opportunity to see each other on a Zoom class, feel good, get a sweat on, high, virtual high five the camera and go about their day. And like I said, a lot, a lot of these people have got kids at home, they're trying to homeschool, they're worried about their jobs. In my mind, I'm not programming this for them thinking I'm trying to be better at CrossFit, if I'm being completely honest. The, the reason I ask is, you know, I'll, I'll be selfish and make this about me. So let's say I've, I've got, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so I, I've got my uh, barbell in the garage okay uh got a bit of weight thanks to uh mock it i've got a bit more weight <laughs> which is nice so i um i went through the like the squat program we did the last time so yep. i went back to the bank i was like okay so this was how we we set it up so i could do that so again once a week just follow basically as if we we're in february so okay mm-hmm. i'll just follow this through can i do that and then at the same time, so let's say I'll, that's my Monday. So on Monday, I'm going to squat every Monday. I'm going to follow this squat program over the course of the next five weeks, exactly as we did in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in February, obviously, we alternated it Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Can I then jump in on the Zoom class on Tuesday, having done that? Or am I now following two different programs and that's going to cause me some issues? No. In, in that instant, that would be absolutely fine. I mean, in all honesty, even if you want to do that and you had access to like a bench and you want to do like some heavy bench press later in the week, again, that'd be fine. Because in all honesty, it's not really any different to us doing a part A and a part B in the gym. 
Um, obviously, the volume is, is a lot, lot lower with these Zoom classes. They're 15 to 35 minute workouts. Whereas in the gym, we were doing like part A, part B quite often, three or four times a week. So yeah, in that instant, that is absolutely fine. Um, and because obviously a lot of the workouts are bodyweight workouts, if you did a load of heavy back squats on Monday and then you did a load of I don't know, lunges on the Tuesday, it's not going to be the end of the world. It really isn't. You'll just increase some blood flow. And if you go through it at the right intensity, it'll actually help you recover from those back squats anyway. That's probably, you know, if, if we are looking to, to do something else because we've got equipment that other people don't have, mm-hmm. that could be probably the, maybe the safe course. If, yeah. if we want is just go back through the, you know, go on the website, look, you know, I, I literally just searched it. I mean, if you just go in the website and, put it in the search bar and I typed in back squat and then all the ones of February came up and I was like, brilliant this is exactly Perfect. what I was looking for. You know, jump down to the bottom and start there and then off yeah. we go tempo squats. So that was, that yeah, was the plan. If you do have that luxury, I mean, you know, there's, there's a great program that all the coaches, I say myself and Ollie and Ed, we, we used years ago and, you know, continue to use it is a, is a program called Wendler, Wendler 531, which is like a Jim Wendler, he's a powerlifter out in the States, kind of a uh, set up this, um, program where it's like heavy fives one week heavy threes and then five three one the next week all based off percentages and that's a great program to follow and you can do that for your deadlift your squat your bench press and it works great around some of these kind of um, bodyweight exercises that we're doing in the zoom classes so if you have got the luxury of you know having a barbell and access to like a bench press and something like wendler 531 works great it's quite low volume and um yeah it takes 15 20 minutes to get through and um yeah, that would be my advice on that is if um, maybe it's a bit of Google search or like a, um, or a starting strength five by five from Mark Ripto, any of them like that. Super simple. Just keep your eye in. It's all you need, really. My follow up question to this, uh, and this is just something I kind of noticed in myself, but I, I suppose I'm in the minority of somebody who, you know, generally if someone's got equipment, they've probably been doing this for a long time. So yeah. that's why they have equipment. I have equipment and I've. I've been doing it for three years, but I in no way am I an expert on on anything <laughs> at mm. all. Uh, down, Jason, I'm sure you are. Yeah, well, we'll see. Wait till I finish the question, and then you're. <laughs> my 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 thought is this: is that you know we can do a lot of stuff at home, but one of the things we always bang the drum about is the coaching, right? That's what we love about CrossFit is the coaching and the feedback we get. And I notice in myself, you know, I, I'll try to video uh, what I'm doing, and when I look back. I'm kind of not happy with the form. I'm quite often like, but I can't always pinpoint what's wrong. That makes yeah. sense. I'm just like, it doesn't look quite right. You know, and is it hips aren't back or, you know, shins aren't vertical or, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think in my head, what are the cues I will have heard from you guys in the past that maybe aren't applying in this situation? Sure. Again, this could go on for a long time. Is there a danger that someone could start to ingrain bad movement patterns during this period and then that's going to cause problems down the line or is that something that you know it's not going to be really long enough that it can't be fixed when we get back in the gym uh both in, in all honesty if if you're i mean take the heavy back squat for example if you look lo- if you load a heavy back squat and mechanically you're not sound then yeah you can run into issues definitely ankles knees hips if you were doing air squats for six weeks and you're slightly rolling on the inside of your feet, is it going to be the end of the world? Like it's not ideal granted, but you're not going to see the, uh, the detrimental effects that you would have if you were loading heavy back squats as an example. So the, so on one side of it, yeah, it's not ideal. It's far from ideal that people might be moving inefficiently at speed, 
But if they are doing it just body weight, you can say they're maybe not getting that low on their push-ups, their elbows are going out slightly to the side, whatever it might be. You know, I can live with that, like for the minute. It, it's not. It, it's it's a second best, granted, like because nothing beats eyes on coaching, where you can be tactile, you can get your hands on them, you can cue them. You know, trying to do it on a Zoom class when you've got a little postage stamp that you can see someone on and their camera set up at a funny angle, it's not perfect. Um, but we just have to adapt and make the best of a bad situation. And hopefully the guys and girls that have been coming to us for a while now understand kind of how they should be moving well enough to kind of perform and execute these workouts at home safely. It's not always perfect. And, and I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said that everyone is moving beautifully at home. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've not coached any of my workouts, so that's fine. <laughs> I can accept that comment. <laughs> so something that actually came up on, um, I think at the end of the Zoom class, I want to say yesterday, actually, uh, we were just talking at the end because, so we're recording this Wednesday, we had the Q&A on the Monday, so Tuesday morning, uh, there were a few sort of comments of things we'd heard or, or different thoughts people had. Uh, and we were talking about, yeah, the reality that numbers are going to go down and, and, and things like that. And uh, I think Lydia was saying, well, you know, no doubt when we go back, the, the programming will reflect that we have had a period of time where we've not been in the gym. Mm -hmm. uh, so is that something you're already kind of thinking about? You know, we're not going to, it's not going to be first week back. All right, guys, let's try and hit that new one rep max because new BB. <laughs> yeah. It, do you already sort of in the back of your mind have a, an idea of how you want to structure the programming once people are going back on well, this is what's going to maybe help you get back to where you were before we start then building on top of, in, in, instead of trying to push for more than what you were, let's get you back to where you were and then go from there. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Jason. I haven't given it one bit of thought. No, I, I haven't even thought about the gym programming when we open. It's, in, my, in my mind, it's, I don't know, maybe two, three months away. It, it's in my head, I'm just trying to navigate through these home workouts, trying to give the best workouts I can for people at home. When we then get a date of you can open the gym on X date, then I'll make the gym program my kind of um, the forefront of my priorities in terms of what we're going to do. But it's just common sense. We're not just going to suddenly open up week one, just starting tested max deadlifts and crap like that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm obviously not going to be silly with it. And we will ease people back in, but we, we have no idea kind of what the setup of the gym is going to be like when we open, you know, we might have, six months where we can't have any more than five to eight people in the gym at a time in two meter segments so it's just the uncertainty and i'm not good with uncertainty i like to know what's going on um and in all honesty if i can't control it then i just let it go i don't even think about it so because it's something i can't really control i don't know when we're open i'm not going to kind of get anxious about it or stressed i'll just be like well i'll cross that bridge when it comes what i can control now is the workouts that are going out on zoom band workouts dumbbell workouts kettlebell workouts trying to provide a really good service to to our members who have i said i know ollie said it on the last podcast have been amazing that's so supportive so that that's that's where my focus is going is just in the here and now and then when we get a date to open then i'll make that a priority to think about it so yeah i'd love to tell you that i've got this like massive plan all set out six months all periodized out but i haven't <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose it's just good to know that it's not like you've pressed pause on the gym programming and when we go back in, you just press play and oh, we like pick up where we left off. Imagine that. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But it's a good question because some people might think that's how we roll. 
Yeah, in, in all honesty, like, I, have, I have no idea like how it would work. I mean, you know, it might be that everyone has to like, everyone has to have their own bit of kit, and when you come in, you've got your barbell and your set plates all there for you. You can't move out of your two meter zone. Are you allowed to share rows with people? Like, there's all these um, restrictions that could be in place that I have no idea. So there's no point in me planning all these workouts out. Them say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Allowed to do that. And it's just a massive waste of my time. So when when it's all a bit clearer. I'll um I'll start giving it a bit more thought. Interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I, oh, I, know. I don't know. It's gonna be nuts, isn't it? I can just imagine just in, in like the hazmat suits at the front, like we're astronauts. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, sorry, Shax, I can't use any of the assault bikes. They've all been touched <laughs> by other people. Um, I would, I would. You know me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's not a wall ball that's not been touched as well. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. But, yeah, mate. It's, it's it's stuff to consider. Honestly, honestly, I don't know what the landscape is going to be like the rest of the year. I really don't. But like I said, can't control it. Not going to worry about it. Just get on with it. Yeah, maybe we'll end up going, we'll all be allowed to be back in the gym, but it's still all going to be body weight stuff because we're not allowed to touch anything apart well, from the it, floor. Yeah. It, it'd, it'd be kind of weird that, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, what the future holds for us in that, in that regard, but it's going to be interesting. That's for sure kind of recapping what we've what we said then you, you talk, we've talked a little bit about like the different programming coming out uh, and so you were saying that you had this uh, this little concern putting out so many different types of things yeah uh, so is it a case of well look i've got a band i could do the the band workout on monday because i i can't get onto one of the classes but i'd prefer to do the zoom class because i want to see people so i can do that on tuesday yeah. that that's okay that's yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like, I mean, I coached, when I coached last night, Tuesday night, and like Jamie Trees, he wasn't actually doing the Zoom workout. He was doing the, one of the dumbbell workouts, but his other half, Bex, was doing the Zoom workout, and he just wanted to do it alongside us. So we joined in, did our warm-up, and then did the dumbbell workout alongside. So I was kind of helping him through the dumbbell workout, because there's only three of them in there. So, I mean, that, that worked great, because I could still coach Jay doing the dumbbell workout. And he's got enough training knowledge, if we use him as an example, to know. I mean, actually, I say that. That was his second workout of the day, and he looked battered. So I'd take, I'd take that back, actually. <laughs> but I'd like to think that he's kind of got enough training knowledge and experience to kind of know how many sessions he should be doing a day and, um, yeah, how he feels. So it's not like – just, you know, I just want to make sure it wasn't um, – we weren't saying it's like you, you can pick one and you can do one. That's you can, you can kind of – or, I don't know, maybe I've got – a lightish kettlebell and I'm like oh this this workout will be quite good with a light kettlebell and then the next one I'm like well this is going to be you know far too easy yeah. with with my kettlebell so I'm better off doing the the home one I guess it's it's just balancing it you know and, and this yeah. I suppose is where it comes back to listening to your body and knowing whether or not you can get through that workout or whether or not another workout would be better for you that day yeah. And, and, it, and I know it's such a cliche and it's just kind of this kind of just this general thing of, oh, just listen to your body. And it's just such an easy throwaway comment to make, but it's actually so, so powerful. When, when you actually get good at listening to how you feel mentally and physically, especially with exercise, it, it, it's the best thing ever because you're not then relying on a coach to be like, well, like, you should do three of these and four of these. At some point, you've got to start taking some responsibility and accountability for yourself. Like we can't be here to hold people's hands through their whole fitness journey. Like the thing I say to my clients is you should be, I should be getting you to the point where you sack me and you don't sack me because you still want to train me. But if you feel like you still need me in a year's time, I probably haven't done my job. Like I should be coaching you to the point where you're like, do you know what? 
I've learned loads from you and I can actually do this on my own. That's when you know you've done a good job. And, you know, you're not going to be able to obviously give the personal touches like you can with PT clients, but that's kind of what we should be trying to educate you guys on is not feeling like you should need us to hold your hand for the next 10 years doing this. You should kind of be learning all the time from us and kind of not just turning your brains off in classes like some people do where they're like, I understand they've had a long day at work, but they come in and they literally just go and just shut down. They're like, just tell me what to do. Whereas actually, if they just gave it maybe five, 10% more thought, they'd actually pick up and learn a lot. And in situations like this, where they have got to adapt and be a bit more self-sufficient, they wouldn't be so reliant on us. And I'm not saying, they sh you know, I'm not saying that we're, you know, we're like stepping back and like, oh guys, sort yourselves out. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah, just having some responsibility for your, for yourself can, can be so important in times like this, not, not, not feeling like you need to rely on us all the time. And I suppose when you, when you, when you look at like the emails that come through, and we, we are given, well, this is the warm-up, this is the cool-down, this is the, the workout in between. They're like, you've kind of got all the parts there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know I've been stealing some of them, like those that I consider to be quite simple workouts where there's very few movements, something like that, are what I've been using to train occasionally in the evening with my brother-in-law. Yep. Uh, so he, he's in Italy, his fiance's in Brazil. So we've been doing like very late in the evening awesome. uh, class with, with them just to do something because obviously like Italy has been in lockdown for ages. So they were, they were, yeah, they were, they were going mad. So it's just been a, like an opportunity, but that's been great for me because when I'm now quote unquote, the expert <laughs> that I have to tell them, and it's interesting watching someone else do it because yeah. then you do notice like, you know, why are you doing that? Like, you know, I've shown you and I've told you and you're not doing what I've shown you and told you. I mean, and let's not get started on Harvey doing CrossFit Kids because <laughs> <laughs> kids can do anything; they don't get hurt. That that really is is soul destroying. When I <laughs> I show him the video, I show him the movement, and then he does something that's <laughs> yeah. You got to manage expectations when you're watching kids train. I had, but, that, I had that issue when I did CrossFit Kids for a bit, and I was like, I'd say you do nine reps, and some kid would do six reps and run off. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I said nine. And he's like a six-year-old. He doesn't care. He's six or nine. I was like, I had to like probably rein myself back. Be like, okay, no, he is just six years old. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen similar things in the uh, the adult classes <laughs> as well, though. So, <laughs> oh, it's nine reps, wasn't it? Yeah, more it was... like six to me, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you won the six o'clock workout, so there's your gold medal. Happy days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you went off top. Then. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just think it, it is good, is it? And yeah, you're right. And maybe it will make your life easier when we will come back in. And we can all read the whiteboard. So we look at the whiteboard and we're like, oh, yeah, I know this. I've seen, I've had to kind of work out myself what these different movements are and I, I know what I need. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a better sort of, uh, better at coaching myself a little bit because I've, because you said like, it's nice to switch your brain off. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have the luxury, when you go back in, it's maybe not that you're still needing to keep it completely active, but you just have any way. A, you know a deeper knowledge maybe than you had before so yeah. that could be an unexpected pleasant surprise to come there out of lockdown go. there you go yeah and hopefully it is mate that, that people kind of had to have had to be a bit more self-sufficient and educate themselves a little bit more with our help of course um, but i want to make it clear that you know we, we are here for every single person this isn't me just like i said just washing my hands with everyone and then sort yourself out that is not what i'm saying but yeah just having a bit of accountability and responsibility for yourself rather than say an external person like myself who's 20 miles away saying you should do this this and this intrinsically you should start to create those awarenesses and feelings of 
how you're feeling and you know whether you should do an extra workout that day yeah I, and I think a lot of it boils down to something else you said at the Q&A about you know doing what you like what mm-hmm. you enjoy so I know for me you know, I, I'm not the biggest strongest guy anyway so I'm not going out there to do the back squats because I'm like yeah I'm gonna you know, smash <laughs> smash these back squats and get some super numbers I, I don't even you know I don't even have enough weight to put on the bar to match my PB. Mm-hmm. So all it is, is, well, I would like just occasionally to do some heavy squats because I, I quite like it. You know, it's, it, it's good. good. And, uh, and so it's that thing, isn't it? Of kind of saying, well, do I feel like doing a, a Metcon today and a, you know, a long sweaty workout or do I want to just do a, a little warm up and then do some weightlifting and call it a day. Yep. And, and to be honest, those days are coming around a lot at the moment that I just want to do. And, and you know what? That's, that's actually a really important note, Jace. Is I'd like if if you are feeling stressed for whatever reason during this time, and you wait, and you're you're not performance related here, and you wake up in the morning and you're dreading your workout, I would reassess the workout you're doing. And I'd be like, you know, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be turning your workout into that kind of anxiety and stress inducing feeling. You should be like, I'm going to go and enjoy my workout, whatever it might be, kettlebell, dumbbell, burpees on the lawn, whatever it is. And I'm going to feel awesome after it. And then I'm going to go smash the day. Like, especially in this time more than ever, that should be your number one focus. And like I said, if you're a performance athlete, that's different. You know, you're going to have some workouts that you really don't want to do. But, but I'm not talking to those guys. It's people that are doing this for health, feeling good, looking good. If you're dreading your workout, do something else. <laughs> And I think that's where also like the Zoom classes come in. Like you might look at the home workout, you know, you might assess the the three or four options you've got of the day. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, I think the dumbbell workout is is better than the home workout. I think the kettlebell, but it might be that yeah, okay, maybe that that workout is a, a better workout for you. It's got the movements you like or the movements you feel you need to work on. But is it that maybe the reason I want to do the workout today is that I want to see the coach and I want to see the other people on the class and I want to have a laugh and just enjoy yep. the workout as opposed to working out on my own in silent kind of, so I guess it depends, as you said, what, you know, what, what you want in that day, how you're feeling, what time you're training. I'm training at times I never would train, which yep. is not right. I don't like it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I train when I can. That's uh, the reality. And, and the thing is, as well, is, is I never deal in absolutes. Like, you can't deal in, you know, everyone should do this, or everyone should do a dumbbell, everyone should do three days a week, everyone should be lifting like this, doing this. Because, as you've heard me say 50,000 times, it depends, and everyone is so different. So anyone that is dealing in absolutes, and they're dishing out information on the internet, saying you should be doing this, don't do this stretch, this stretch is bad for you, this exercise is the best exercise, they're talking crap, because they don't know anything about you. I say one man's meat's another man's poison. So... Yeah, as soon as you kind of just stop dealing in absolutes, you're, uh, everything will be a lot better. And, and, and to pick up on your point, what you said a minute ago about the Zoom workouts, so it's important I want to say this, is that if you want to see some people and you want to do the Zoom workout at 10.30 and you want to do the kettlebell workout and the Zoom workout, jump on and do the kettlebell workout. If you want to warm up with us and then when we say three, two, one, go, you start doing the kettlebell workout, crack on, more for that. But the more people we can get interacting and seeing, the better, because we can then coach you so don't just think those Zoom workouts are just for the home workouts. The more people on there, the better. Even if you want to do something completely random on your own, some workout you've seen and you want to do that alongside, get on. Like, in my opinion, because then we can help you, we can coach you, and you're not just doing it on your own. Okay. Well, I think that's. I I don't know if I'm going to say that's the first time I've heard that, but I think that's that's possibly something that we weren't 
necessarily aware of maybe yeah, uh, I get it off the top of my head there because i'm like i would hate the thought of someone feeling like they couldn't jump on the zoom class because they wanted to do a slightly different workout and it meant they didn't interact with a coach or another person that day hmm. like, for me that's not that's unforgivable i'm like just get on there it doesn't really matter what you're doing let's coach you get on yeah okay so well i'm glad we left that to the very 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 end of the podcast hopefully yeah. people are still listening <laughs> maybe use that as a soundbite eh? <laughs> i will i'll clip that out somehow <laughs> So before we before we wrap it all up, uh, I mean two things. One, do you think doing a hundred burpees a day is overtraining, and should yeah. I stop? <laughs> you're doing it. For, are you doing it for a good call? You doing it for charity? No. Oh, I'm going to say No, no, doing it because somebody just said, "Shall we do it?" And then we all talked ourselves into doing it. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is, if you're going to start something, you've got to finish it. Like, regardless of how stupid it is, if you've committed to doing it, like, Shax, it's the 29th today. Yeah, what, the 29th. Yeah, I've got today and tomorrow, and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So you've got obviously, you know, you have got to finish it. Um, oh yeah. Would I recommend it? No. Would I do it myself? No. But have I got respect for you for doing it? Absolutely. No. <laughs> oh, right. So, <laughs> so fair play to you, mate. I, I wouldn't do it. Although there is um there there is a guy actually. I might be worth giving him a shout out. A guy called Mitch Adams, who um he's oh, I can't remember what CrossFit he owns in the Midlands. Uh, but he's a CrossFit athlete, regional athlete. Uh, this Sunday, I think it's Sunday the 3rd, he's actually doing 10,000 burpees for time um, for the NHS. So, um, yeah, if you, I, don't, I don't know how you find that. I don't know if we can maybe link that somehow. Yeah, uh, we can. Um, I'll try and probably watch. will have happened by the time this goes out. Oh, okay, yeah, but you might be able to still be able to donate. But you I, just, I saw literally on Facebook just before um, we got on this call, and I was like, that's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's trying to get it done in under 24 hours, so... Well, that's just to make us look bagged. <laughs> it just reminded me when you said about the 100 burpees a day. So. Well, a former, former CrossFit Buff member, James Gabb, sent me a link to, like, I think it was a men's health article about a guy who did 50 burpees a day for 30 days. And this article made it out like he was some, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, and yeah, yeah, I was having to break them up at a certain point because my body was just getting so destroyed. <laughs> and I, and I, my reply was like, he did 50 a day and he broke them up. And what I hadn't thought about that James brought to my attention is, yeah, and they wrote an article about it. <laughs> so when's your article coming out then, mate? I don't know. I'll be waiting for it. Just <laughs> w- watch this were, space. Were they, um, were they full burpees as well? Were they chest the floor? Probably not. Yeah, too cheap for those as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they've got do? an article for anyone nowadays, haven't they? <laughs> well, people are at home. They've got a lot of time on their hands. It's oh, true. <laughs> there was a, another... Another quick shout out before we move to our, our listener spotlight yeah. that I, I did promise and then I lost it. So bear with me. Uh, Jake Brinkman is doing a, a run on the 6th of June for a charity. Um, it's, I think it's like a, 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 sorry, Jake, I haven't got all the information with me here, but I will put it all in the description. But it's for a, um, I think a suicide prevention uh, charity. Okay. Uh, so like, a, again, a, a mental health kind of, um a good cause there so i just i saw him post up about it the other day he's got you know obviously he's he's raising funds for that and uh he's he's contributed a lot of warm-up questions and he's no, done the shout and stuff like that so i thought no, i i told him oh, i'll make sure to mention that on the podcast and did i just see as well to give another shout out did i just see um jazz is it jazz um she's doing some kilimanjaro walk or something oh or up the, her stairs yeah the equivalent was it kilimanjaro did I read that yeah one? yeah i think you're right yeah, so it's some insane number of flights of stairs that she's yeah. going to be doing. So, yeah, I'll try and link all of these. Wow, it's going to be a 
Stop giving me more work. Sorry, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> I literally just saw that as well on Facebook before I come on. Right. Well, look down oh, below in the description. No, no. <laughs> Can't now. No, no, it's in. So before we before we go, before we go at the end, conclude this quite long episode. Um, yeah, sorry, I've been rambling a bit. Which is now not the longest episode because the longest episode technically is the Q and A episode. Oh yeah, that's about an hour and a half, isn't it? So the one that I'm not even speaking in. There you go. That's <laughs> right. So uh, we're going to do it the a spotlight shout out for a, a listener, and I've picked a good one because you will know who this person is, even if I don't. So this is Tim, who trains at the bridge. 7 a.m. Tim. 7 a.m. Tim. Right, good. So first question, what time do you usually train? 7 a.m. So that's a good sign. It means that they're not lying. They definitely do train. And he doesn't actually possess any trousers. I've never seen that man wear a pair of trousers in his life. Even in the coldest winters, he'll bowl in in his shorts. That's dedication, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, as well as you clearly know him, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say is his favorite movement in CrossFit? It's, Tim, Tim's an endurance athlete. Tim's a good runner. He's, he's a good runner and he's, he's good at body weight. So his push-ups are great. He's got good pull-ups. Yeah, I'd say he's, um, I'd say Tim is definitely a bit like myself. He's the mountain goat. Like long, long, long and light, Tim likes. Yeah. So th- this may surprise you then. Oh, well, it, okay, go on. He said his favorite movement in CrossFit, clean and jerk. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, so the thing is, he, he might enjoy that, but I'd definitely say... He's he's best long and light. <laughs> Any idea what his most hated movement might be? I'd say anything that involves like a front rack position, like a thruster or something. That is, it's an interesting. One. I think it's the first time we've had it come up. Toaster bar. Toaster bar. Yeah, he's quite tight in his shoulders, is our Tim. But then he's a chippy, so he's like a carpenter. So he's always kind of like hunched forward, kind of doing manual labour work. So he's um. If he's a chippy, maybe he can build himself a, a bar that's slightly easier to hit with his toes. And then, yeah. Although, a fair play to him. He's, he's probably made some of the best improvements we've had at Trowbridge. He's been, he's been incredible. But do you know what? He's been so consistent. I, I reckon I can count on one hand in two years how many 7 a.m. sessions Tim's missed. So he is Mr. Consistent, that man. Look at that. that that's high praise coming from you, Shaq. There we go. Yeah, no, he's, he's been awesome. He's done really, really well. I have to edit out a lot of this. Right. <laughs> People are like, who's this guy talking? <laughs> so ask him how he found, do you know how he found CrossFit? No, I don't. So he said that his cousin Beth found the bridge online. She's from Sunderland. And she asked if he wanted a, a taster while she did the WOD as a visitor. So that was 2017. So he's three yeah. years in now. Yeah. And actually, now you say that, I remember, because Beth come down, I want to say with her other half, and trained with Tim when they were visiting for a while. And um, yeah, she was awesome. She'd be doing it. And she actually said to me at the time she got Timmy and I just completely forgot about it. So, um, there you go. Yeah, perfect. There you go, look. Now, th- this is where I have issue with, with Tim's um, form because we asked for a fun fact, right? Right. Now, I always say it could be a fun fact about anything. It could be about yourself. It could be about something in the world. What I've never said is give me half a fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> His fun fact is there are only three countries in the world that don't use the metric system. We all know USA is one, but what are the other two? Well, if I remember rightly, I remember seeing this on a, on a quiz a few years back. So it's America. It's easy. Um, you, in the other two, you'd never think. I actually know this. This is Liberia and Myanmar. Yeah. And, and Myanmar is near Bangladesh. So it's, um, it's a bit of an obscure... Um, 
country. But yeah, those are the three places, Liberia, Myanmar and United States. Well, you've said that with such conviction, Shax. Yeah, it's almost like I knew. It's almost <laughs> like you knew. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Tim. That was a lot of fun going through your, your survey. I liked it. And we've had a few new ones come in, but we always want more. So if you haven't sent one in yet, please do, because look at the fun we can have with them. Really. Well, thanks, Shax, for, for taking the time this evening to, to speak about. The reason I'm drawing this out is because I do still have to do my burpees. <laughs> so as soon as this, yeah, come on, you. As soon as this call ends, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm sure we will speak again before the uh, the lockdown finishes i'm sure we will <laughs> hopefully we'll have ed on next week's episode so that'll be good ed on it. yeah he's everybody is your, he's coming after your job mate you got i know he is yeah we said that on the last that's come up now two in a row so don't, don't let him um don't let him out do you will you oh, no I, i'm in charge of the edit <laughs> <laughs> good point. all right then well thank you very much uh, shacks thank you everybody for listening hopefully we answered some of the thoughts people might have maybe we didn't Who no knows? i don't know <laughs> i went off on tangents all over the gaff <laughs> it's all right it's, it's something to listen to in this time of of lockdown absolutely all right then yes. all right well thank you very much and on that note we'll say goodbye thanks mate his fun, fun fact is there are only three countries in the world that don't use the metric system we right. all know usa is one but what are the other two? Oh, so he's left it as a question. He's left it as a question. <laughs> US, oh God, what? I'm going to have to Google that in a minute off the back of this call. Yeah. So yeah. He, instead of sharing with us a fun fact, he's given us homework. Right. I don't know. I don't know. What, what a question. But not a fun fact. That's my problem yeah, with it. It's just, it's just completely bamboos in my brain at quarter past nine. <laughs> it's a fun fact when we find out the answer, but oh. I've got, I've got Google up here. What countries don't use metric? Here you go. Okay. Well, you'd never have got that. You'd never have known. Yeah, go for it. The three countries which are not using the metric system are Liberia. I've never even heard of this place. Myanmar. Myanmar, yeah. Myanmar and America. Huh. So, yeah. Where's Myanmar? Where's that? Like Thailand way or something? In Burma. Well, Southeast Asia. Bordered by Bangladesh. You probably want to edit all this out. It's just a rambling. About. Well, I'm going to edit it down to saying, what are the other two countries? And then it will just be you flawlessly saying, yeah, uh, I'll oh, do that. Oh, be so oh, Liberia and Myanmar. Oh, please do that. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me re-ask the question then. Okay. All right. And I'll pretend like I'm thinking about it. <laughs>